Hey, everybody, welcome back to another great episode of the Broadway show on Cut. So glad you're here. I'm Tamsin Fidel. And this time out, we've got two great conversations for you coming up in just a few. It is one of the most anticipated musicals of the new Broadway season, Kimberly Akimbo. It's the story of a 16-year-old girl who has a rare and a fictional rapid aging disease. So imagine teen angst while living in the body of a 70-year-old woman while also dealing with a dysfunctional family. I'm talking to the Tony-winning star of it all, Victoria Clark. But first, it's your chance to see the Pulitzer Prize-winning Cost of Living on Broadway. The play itself is incredible, but so is the real-life story of one of its stars, Katie Sullivan. She was born without both of her lower legs. She's a former Paralympian who's already conquered the world of sports, and now she's conquering Broadway. Here's Paul Wontorek's conversation with Katie Sullivan. So nice to meet you. Welcome Likewise. to Broadway. Thank you so much. How's it feel? How's it feel that you know you've been on this journey to bring this play to Broadway for how many years did you were you actually attached to it's, this project? It's been about six years at this point, a little over six years um, from when I first got the script to table work, workshops, and um, all the way to and the I, Great White Way. And I'm sure when you got that script, you didn't say this is going to bring me to Broadway. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever. When you get a new script of any sort, you don't. I don't think you dream of that, but um, I, what I did think when I got the script is how unbelievably authentic and um, groundbreaking and real it was. And it terrified me, this character, her vulnerability, mm. her um, what she's been through, um, and then having to put a big mask on all of that with like humor and things like that. I was like, this is terrifying. I should probably do it. So um, that's always the best yeah, thing, right? When yeah. you're scared, jump. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I just feel fortunate enough that Martina trusts me with her, and um, it's been an incredible ride. Yeah, that's a Pulitzer Prize-winning play. Yeah. Fan fancy pedigree yeah. to, be, to be attached to that. Yeah. And. Yes, yeah, she is a lot. She's going, she, I, I, the, the phrase that the kids use, zero, zero Fs to give, right? There's a lot of that energy in, in her. A hundred percent. I think, I mean, I feel like Ani has been through so much in terms of uh, what her relationship has already gone through with sobriety and not yeah. being sober and all of these things and splitting up and getting divorced. And then on top of it, having this huge catastrophic accident that leaves yeah. her life completely turned upside down. Yeah. So coming at a character who's been through s through the gauntlet yeah. of life experience, um, there's very little that you have to do. It's all just sitting in the given circumstances is enough. Mm. The, the disability is almost like not the most interesting thing about her, which is what's so great about it for you, I'm sure, as an I, actress. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like I've played, <laughs> I've done a lot of uh, TV work where it's sort of the, it's either you're a um, hero or like a tragic, something tragic's about to, <laughs> you're right. about to be crushed by right. something or you've rescued a kitten from a tree or something like that. I mean, it's like, and there's almost no nothing in between, but to get this three-dimensional character who's flawed who's angry, who, who's not looked at as a victim or a hero, um, was extraordinary to jump at. And she's in a wheelchair. You are not in a wheelchair. You actually had to learn 
how to, how to be in a wheelchair for the role. Yeah, and she has uh, different circumstances than I, than yeah. I do. She's um, a quadriplegic, so she is paralyzed from the neck down. Um, one of her arms has no movement, so like it's this whole kind of game that I've had to figure out physically of how does one sit still and it is way more complicated and, and way harder than it looks <laughs> to, right. to have all of this going on, all of this emotion, uh, volume to fill a house and remain perfectly still. Um, it's like patting your head and you know rubbing your stomach at the same yeah. time. You were born without the lower halves of your legs. And from everything I've read, you, you've actually been extremely active <laughs> since, since you were a baby, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I started to, I got my first pair of prosthetics when I was one because I just started to stand up like babies are like, we got stuff wow. to do, like my bottle's over there, I gotta get it. So like, um, I, my parents just sort of let me set the bar and they followed me and they were like, okay, she wants to walk, she wants to, run she wants to you know they let me kind of really fall on my face and try things and get figure out how to get back up and keep going and and i think that that really has played a huge role in in just my character and my life as an adult and a professional i also love you said that um, your parents and your siblings never treated you like you were made of glass <laughs> that's true yeah i mean i i was the youngest of four and i definitely got you know, picked on and noogied and, you know, like whatever else. And uh, no, no one ever in my family was like, oh, this poor, oh, our poor disabled sibling or child or um, I just, we had stuff to do and this was part of our experience, but it didn't make up what we had to deal with on a daily basis. And I'm so grateful for that. You discovered acting really early on. It sounds like it became a dream when, when you were pretty young. I think when you saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> yes, I saw a, a children's theater production in Alabama of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when I was probably in like second grade. And the girl who played Violet yeah. um, went to my school. And I just, it, it was like my brain exploded because I was like, wait, this is something that... How did she do that? How did I she could do, do that? this? I could do this, <laughs> absolutely. And, um, and I was sort of like, you know, hold my juice box. <laughs> like, you know, let me up there. And um, yeah, I, it's all I've ever, ever wanted to do. Well, I saw my first um, Broadway show when I was 17. And um, I was on a school trip from Alabama. And um, we were leaving the theater and I just was sobbing wow. uncontrollably. And my teacher came over and she was like, thought something had happened. She was like, what's wrong? What's going on? And I was like, I just want to do that so badly. <laughs> like, I just, it's all I've ever wanted to do. But at that point in my life, I mean, obviously earlier, but even at 17, I had no one to point to, to say, this is possible. Um, and, and I'm really glad that, that there are little girls out there now that have someone to yeah. point to and they can say, no, 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 this is possible. Yeah. So I know that show is Phantom, so you weren't just crying because the Phantom didn't end up with Christine. <laughs> no, no, but I do, you know what's funny though, I walk, uh, every day I was walking to rehearsal for this show and I passed by that corner every single day yeah. and I was like, uh, I wish I could go back in time and tell 17-year-old Katie Sullivan that it might take you a little bit longer than you were expecting, but it's, it, it's going to happen. And, and it, it takes hard work, perseverance, 
um, not giving up and believing in yourself when no one else is going to for, uh, for a while. Um, and then you will find the people who will. I love that. You also became an athlete. It's almost sort of secondary Random. to all of yeah. this, <laughs> right? Because uh, because someone told you about getting the what are those prosthetics called that the runners I mean, use? Sort of people call them like blades, like running. I call I used to call them running feet. Like they're sort of they're carbon fiber. They're shaped like a, a kind of like a letter J, like a ski. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it really was just f I I put them on to try them for fun for exercise and. Um, and I had never run before in my life before I was 25 years old. What and do they feel like versus these? Um, there's no uh, heel to them so that you can't like plant yourself. So if you watch people that are on two, they yeah. kind of look like they have to go to the bathroom because they're like, <laughs> you're constantly in a state of motion. But um, I just ended up tapping into this athletic ability that I didn't even know I possessed and um, happened to be quick and you know honestly it was a period in my acting career that was there was a, a period of time where things were a little quiet yeah. and there wasn't a lot going on for performers with disabilities and I was like well what the heck I might as well see where this leads and it ended up leading to you know American records and Paralympics and uh, trips to the White House I mean it was bananas ridiculous which president was in the White House um, Obama, uh, yeah, I got to, I got to, uh, I almost fell on him, and I, <laughs> I was Tell me about like, that. I was, they had us going up these, like, steps with no banister. You're making someone on double stilts that bend go up steps to come down, and there's secret service everywhere, and, um. And you're nervous. And I'm very nervous, <laughs> and I'm probably as far away from him as you and I are, and I started to, like, teeter. And I said out loud, don't fall on the president. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he looked at me and he actually like looked at me and he gave me his hand Aww. and like helped me down the step. And it was just, and then everything I was going to say completely went out, uh, out of my mind. And, you know, he's just, it was lovely. It was a really lovely experience. Wow. Yeah. But you were the first, what, what is the, you were the first athlete. Tell me about that. With the, with the actual in the so um, I was one of competition. The you were yeah, uh, so I was one of the first uh, bilateral above the knee amputees to compete in ambulatory track in the world, wow. um, and uh, first female American to do it, uh, first athlete to do it internationally, and um, uh, one of the first ones to get to the Paralympics on two feet, which is crazy. It was awesome. Amazing. Was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so crazy. And sometimes I nap. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, it's just when you kind of boil your life down to these sort of bullet points, it, it can be overwhelming. But um, I, I just have never, I've never really put myself in a position to not believe that anything is possible. I love that. So in terms of acting, what, what kind of, are, are you feeling more doors being opened now, there's there's a lot more um, discussion, I think, about all kinds of diversity in, right. in, in with performers. What are you sort of hoping moving forward? I mean, I 
I'm picturing you in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I would rock a <laughs> latex suit like no one else. I, I would feel like that'd love be incredible. Be, yeah. <laughs> so let's would, put that yes, on the list, right? Um, I believe that I should be in the Marvel Universe. Um, no, I think. Um, I think that people are hungry for authenticity, mm -hmm. and I think we're we're really starting to get tired of seeing, you know, I, the first time I ever saw anyone who physically looked like me in a film was, you know, Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump, and nothing says I feel seen like uh, to a teenage girl, but like a you know a veteran alcoholic who's paying hookers for sex. Like that's like I feel and seen. And it's all CGI, right? And he's wearing green socks, which is what I found out later because I was a teenage. You know, I didn't know. Right, I was like, right. oh my gosh, there is someone. Right. And then when I found out that it yeah. was CGI, I was like devastated. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. And so I think we are at a tipping point where people are interested in in the realness of telling a story mm -hmm. and not sitting an able-bodied person in a wheelchair and then, you know, giving them an Oscar. And do you want to do more Broadway? I would love to do more theater. I mean, it's kind of where I, I grew up, you know, not on Broadway, but I grew up doing live theater and every day is different and every audience is different and you kind of have to buckle your seatbelt into the uh, the roller coaster at the beginning and, and ride the whole thing. but. I also love television and film. I love, uh, it's such a different beast. Yeah. It's so much more, you know, the, the continuity and the specificity and the, and the, um, the taking your performance and, and tuning it down mm -hmm. so much and so that, you know, the camera reads so much, sings so differently than, than yeah. you do on a stage. So um, they're all fun challenges. I wanted to actually highlight some of the other things you've done on stage. You were, you were Hedda Gabla, right, mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah. What were some of your other favorite roles? I, um, you know what, I actually just recently played um, Truvy in Steel Magnolias, oh, which was like super I love fun, that. especially I grew up in Alabama, so like getting yeah. to lean back into that was <laughs> really fun. Truvy's the best. Oh my God, she's <laughs> the best. But she, man, she drives that. First act, she is. She's like, get in, everybody. Here we go. <laughs> like you are just. If you don't know what's happening next, you are screwed. But um, and, I, you know, I just getting to do. Last year, I was on the reboot of Dexter: New Blood, yeah. which um, I was the town gossip. And you know, what's cool about, especially that experience, but even this one, like, it. It's not about the disability. I mean, Esther right. on Dexter was just a woman who had a job and she yeah. was nosy and she was a gossip. And the fact that she has a disability was not even discussed yeah. once. And I think um, those are the kinds of things that excite me, which is why cost of living is, uh, I think also speaks to people. It's not like, please sit down. We're going to teach you about how it is to be disabled. Like mm. it's, no, these are, I think I think people I think the wheelchairs almost go away from your mind halfway through the play. It's not, and then you start seeing the mm -hmm. humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, what about audience members? Have you been able to see the impact at all? I mean, if you think about yourself in the audience of Phantom, uh, have you been able to sort of see the impact you're having? And it will probably be far-reaching, way beyond even the run of the show. I think I mean there have been a couple of times there there was. Um, Specifically, there was a young girl who was standing outside the theater. She had forearm crutches. I'm not sure what her physical situation was or yeah. her life story. And she just said, I, I just have to thank you because I had never, I've never seen anything like that before. And she was like, I'm really interested in acting and I, 
um, I didn't think it was possible. Mm -hmm. And I was like, please don't give up. I was like, don't give up. Take classes. Go get a, you know, get jump into a scene study class. Study. Because that's the other thing that specifically in the in the community of individuals with disabilities mm -hmm. is training. Yeah. I think you're being thrown these big opportunities because people are looking for authenticity. So I think it comes down at this point also to training programs and letting people in yeah. because we need training and we need to be prepared to be professional when the opportunity, you know, sure. uh, luck is just opportunity meeting preparedness and people need to be prepared mm -hmm. to get up there and knock the ball out of the... Be ready for the moment. Right. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. She's ready. I'm get warm up that spandex. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, thank you. Well, it's one for the ages. I had a chat with the Tony winning star of Kimberly Akimbo, Victoria Clark. Well, good to see you and love your candy necklace. Let me thank you. Like on on brand, on, on theme, yeah. way on brand. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised by the end of the day they're not all gone. Do you nibble? They're actually the... pretty good. Okay. I mean, we have to take care of our teeth, though. We can't just be eating them constantly. <laughs> not too day. much. Not too much sugar. Eight times a week. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. So let's let's jump in and talk about it because people are really excited to see this uh, when you when you start in previews, and then eventually for opening in November. How are you feeling? Um, terrified. No. Yes. Excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Super excited. And yeah, a little scared, a little scared, but that's normal. That's just, you know, that's the beginning of any process is, you know, getting ready to take on this part and tell the story. You know? Talk about the story. Is this the type of story that it took to get you back to the stage? What did you say? Like, listen, I can't wait to get back to the stage or this story is a reason I want to go back to the stage. Um, really, the, it's the latter. I had been doing mostly directing and doing some writing. I know you've been writing as well, and um, I have a lot to say right now in my life. And so it would take a really special show um, for me to go back on stage and feel like I can channel something that I myself would want to express. And this is the show is doing it to a T. So it's talking about how precious life is. And I'm approaching, you know, that age where um, every moment counts. And um, I, I could never have said it better than David Lindsay Abair and Janine Tesori. So I'm so fortunate to be able to use their words to say what's in my heart. I think it's. I think everyone is kind of looking at life like that now. I think the past two years did it. I think as we, as you know, as we celebrate another birthday. Um, or dread another birthday, whichever way we go, we know that life is precious. And like, you know, you know, at some point we're, we're not gonna be here and we want to appreciate every moment. Is that what this show does to you every night? Yes, yes, that, yes, you couldn't have said it better. And I think that, you know, I'm surrounded by, I'm the oldest person in the cast, the people that play my parents, um, Bonnie Milligan plays my aunt, Stephen Boyer plays my father, Ali Mozzie plays my mom. They're all at least 20 years younger than I am. And then the kids in high school are, you know, a good 20 plus years younger than that group. So we're really a three generation cast. Um, and so it, it's very touching for me to be in the room with them and to see them kind of grow up. And, um, you know, we all, they're teaching me so much. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. What is that like? Because you're, you know, you're, aging, you're supposed to be a, you're a teenager. And so what is that like that you're learning in real life but also learning on the stage at the same time? 
Well, um, you know, learning to have fun again. I mean, I, I think sometimes when we when we grow into adulthood, we think, oh, you know, that that's I should be more sophisticated like that. I shouldn't be so dorky. I shouldn't be so silly. And being around this cast has reminded me just how much fun life can be and how much fun live theater can be. Um, so it's really a joy to come to the theater, and uh, we're really looking forward to telling the story to a wider, wider audience. Well, that's the exciting part of it, because you really are bringing in a, a, a built-in audience that has, has seen that now and is exposed to it on Broadway, um, which is, is super exciting. And I think that when I see stories like this that come to Broadway, they're different from what we were, you know, maybe grew up thinking about Broadway. What does that do for the community as a whole? Well, it's where we have to be. Right. I mean, we, we, we've spent the last two years, and many of us much longer than that, re-examining what we want to say and how we want to say it. And this show is really breaking a lot of rules in terms of what musicals do, right? Um, so it's a, it, it is a Broadway show. There's no question about it. But it's subversive, and it's irreverent, and it's um, hilarious and heartbreaking. It's all the things in one show. I mean, I just can't think of a show that has as many threads, emotional threads pulling through it as this. It's really complex. Um, but I'd say like the major, the major vibration, the major theme is, is, is the joy and the humor. For sure. how precious how precious time is I, I don't I don't think those are even words that we really said to each other for a long time and I don't know if it's that as I've gotten older I appreciate it more or you know what we've been through as a, as a world that has made me realize that. I think you're right. I, I think we have to find a better way to live together. And this show shows people really, <laughs> really butting heads and communication, a lot of misfires. And I think this show makes you, I, th I mean, if I were watching this show, I'd go, wow, they're really screwed up. Um, I could do better than that, <laughs> right? So, so there is a bit of that too, like thank God that isn't my family. Right. But at the same time, being able to laugh at it makes you think, oh, did I say something similar to my kid this morning? Did I, did I, how have I screwed up and how can I be better? So it is, it's self-reflective at the same time that we're, you know, laughing at these things. We're also because I feel like you have so many different things going on. You've got the, the, the teen, you've got who you really are. I mean, that, that is all part of it. And then right. you've got the teen that, that is aging in a, in, a, you know, in a different way. So I feel like you've got three characters inputting all at the same time. Right, and it's a very interesting thing to play as an actor because I don't think the audience thinks for one minute, well, that's an actual teenager. <laughs> you know, like they, you're always, con I think- You're I, an adorable teenager. <laughs> well, and I like your candy necklace. Oh, thank you. <laughs> But you know, I think um, there. After a while, uh, I hope people forget mm -hmm. that it's an older actor. I, I hope that they start to really, to really believe the story, which is she has this disease, which make, is making her body age really fast, and it's like a roller coaster, and she can't make it stop. Um, and so I have to believe that too, or I can't get the audience to believe to believe it. And. Yeah. Um, when you when you hear from the audience afterward, looking at it coming to Broadway and seeing the the accolades uh, that that, it, that you've already you know received and the show has already received, um, that has to be an exciting way to come in to the to the next opening. It is. I mean, it's a little more. It's a little less unsettling than oh, we don't know what we have here. Right. We don't know how to drive the car. So it it is. It's a car we've been in. It's a it's a big shiny nicer upgraded car for sure um, but it is is it, it is familiar territory mm -hmm. um, our director um, Jessica Stone has a is very confident 
shorehand. Um, this is her Broadway debut, by the way. As a director, she, she and I worked together on Broadway as actors. Wow. Um, but she's, uh, this is her Broadway debut, which is, you know, I mean, I would challenge anyone to think of all the women who direct Broadway shows. It, well, it's not easy to come up with a list. It's hard, it's really hard to come up with even five names really off the top of your head. So this is a huge break for her and I'm really supporting that. I, I love to see women doing that, supporting women, empowering other women, and you've got some incredible women surrounding you in this too. 100%. Yeah, okay, let's start with the creative team. Janine Tazori, our composer, mm -hmm. Jessica Stone, our director, um, both little sticks of dynamite. Um, then Bonnie Milligan plays my aunt. Um, she has probably the most um, powerful belt voice I've ever heard in my whole life, which is saying something, because I've been around a while. <laughs> Um, uh, people really just, if you don't know Bonnie, you, you will be blown away mm -hmm. by just who she is. Okay. Um, Allie Mozzie was in uh, Wicked for a long time playing Galinda. She's hilarious, also has an incredible singing voice and, and they're both beautiful actresses. Um, and then the two younger women in the show, Nina White and Olivia Elise Hardy are both also just like they just graduated from college a couple of years ago. They were in the same class, University of Michigan. They were already friends. You know, they auditioned for the show together. They booked it. Um, so there's already a lot of deep connections um, within the company. Well, just get deeper as we move into October. All right, yeah. when you are not on stage and you are not doing interviews, uh, what do you do in New York? What do you like to do in New York? Um, I am a nature person. Okay. I'm an outdoor person and I live up by one of our city's most beautiful parks, Fort Tryon Park, which a lot of people don't know about, but that's where the cloisters mm -hmm. are, is, <laughs> which, which houses the Metropolitan uh, Museum uh, medieval collection, okay? So I'm there with my dog. We rescued a dog um, five years ago, a golden retriever, and so we are in that park as much as I can. And we go up to Inwood Park and come around. And so it's a part of New York that's quiet and calm. And um, I like to just be outdoors as much as possible. So I'm a big parks person. My son played soccer growing up. I probably know every park in Manhattan. There's <laughs> sure been baseball, do. soccer, <laughs> I'm sure field do. days, a million things. <laughs> I love being outdoors. That's, that's where I am. That's where I'm happy. Well, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week with another interview or two. In the meantime, check your local TV listings for The Broadway Show, airing each and every weekend all across the country. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is The Broadway Show Uncut. Mm -hmm.